everyone. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. I'm your co-host, Dominic Vogel, and joining me, as always, is my good friend and partner in crime, Christian Retroff. Christian, how are you doing today? I'm good, sir. Partner? How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Um, I was going to say who we're going to have on the show today, but um, now that we've talked about how you're doing, uh, I was going to say that this is an awesome episode because we have an upcoming speaker at the uh, Vancouver International Privacy and Security Summit. Indeed. Um, we love having some... They're, they're speakers on the show. I think it's going to be another amazing conversation. Um, and I'm so excited. I've already forgotten who's who's coming up next. So would you uh, fill in my memory and tell me what will be on the show? Live from somebody from Labrador via Victoria and it's Sherry Rumbold. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sherry, yes. Can you uh, talk about some ice fishing or... Yes. <laughs> uh, I love that East Coast accent. It's absolutely fantastic. So uh, looking forward to having Sherry come on the show. This is going to be a brilliant conversation. We're going to have a momentary pause before we bring Sherry on. Um, we'll have a brief pause here from one of our commercial sponsors. Every day, your business's data holdings grow in complexity and risk. With customer privacy and protection as a top priority, you need to know and trust your data in order to maximize its potential and manage your exposure. Solving this problem with multiple unintegrated solutions only adds to the system's complexity. You need a central, automated platform to manage all your company's data risk, compliance, governance, and quality issues. Transforming your data from a potential liability into a valued, trusted asset that will enable you to grow your business with confidence. Introducing Data Sentinel, an all-in-one sensitive data management platform that illuminates the true nature of your organization's data. Natively integrating with all your sources and systems, monitoring, measuring, and remediating to ensure compliance with company policies and evolving data privacy regulations. Protect your business and your customers. Be confident your data is high quality, well-governed, and compliant. Data Sentinel. Trust your data. Sherry, thank you so much for joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, Dom. It's so nice to see you again. Uh, likewise, uh, Chris and I are really looking forward to this conversation. I know it's going to be amazing. Um, we're going to start off with what I hope is a simple question. I was wondering if you could indulge us and our listeners and our viewers to tell us a little bit more about the amazing Sherry and your career narrative to date. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, I've been around for a little bit of uh, a long time, I would say. And, uh, you know, my, I, I really started my career in IMIT and cybersecurity when I was at uh, the Canadian Armed Forces in the Army. Uh, I did 21 and a half years uh, in the Army. I got to serve in some massively wonderful places with uh, the Five Eyes, Allied Nations, countries from around the world. Uh, you know, managing data centers in the desert uh, to, uh, you know, working with our national allies in, in the United States and, and other countries as well. So. Uh, it's, it was a really fun journey being in the Canadian Air Forces, but at one point I decided that it's probably a good idea to, you know, focus my attention on family and uh, kind of staying put in one place for a little while. So I uh, landed in Victoria, B.C., which is amazing, and uh, worked for the province of B.C. for a little while before heading back to national defense as a public servant. And now I work at Shared Services Canada. Uh, which is a uh, gigantic IT organization providing technology and cybersecurity services as well to the government of Canada. So um, I think that I've been uh, sort of been there, done a whole lot of different things in the IT and cybersecurity space. You've seen a lot. 
So just continuing exactly with that, uh, Sherry, for Shared Services Canada, what kind of challenges, security challenges and threats are you facing at the federal government level? Uh, well, I mean, I think that everything that we're doing is probably already on the news. <laughs> uh, so, you know, like, again, too, I mean, any in, in any organization, I mean, we have a lot of different geopolitical and and other types of motivated, uh, you know, situations that are happening. But at, at where I work, we do a lot of uh, really fantastic, uh, uh, I guess, uh, service and support to cybersecurity initiatives working with our tripartite, which is the Center for Cybersecurity, as well as Treasury Board, and uh, all of our 43 partners. So it's a, it's a really fantastic place to work. Technology is, is leading edge, and uh, I think that we, we do some really amazing work to help our citizens of Canada. So, Yeah, which is actually my next question, Sherry. I'm, gl I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, so what would you say is the bar? Where would you say is the bar for the private sector in terms of what we often refer to as reasonable, legally defensible cybersecurity? Well, uh, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I do have a good friend of mine that's actually a cybersecurity litigator that could answer that question for you. Uh, uh, but, I, you know, I think that every industry, whether it's private or public, I mean, I think that every entity has its own challenges. So, you know, it depends on what that challenge is and, and then how, you know, we it, the protection mechanisms are in place and, and kind of what's happening. Because, I mean, you know, we could have a, a very small, you know, private sector organization that would have certain legal liabilities or, you know, I mean, I guess private uh, liabilities that are different than, say, a larger organization in the private sector. So, you know, like there's so many different challenges when it comes to, uh, I guess that topic or any other topic when it comes to IT and cybersecurity, because, you know, that's the beauty of what we do is that nothing is the same every day. And, uh, and we face many multitudes of different types of challenges. So while I can't speak to the private sector as much because I've really focused a lot of my career in the public, um, you know, I think that uh, it, it, it really does depend on what the situation is. And then, you know, the, the amount of vigilance that everybody is, I guess, uh, you know, the efforts of resourcing and the money that people are putting into uh, protecting whatever data or environment they're in. Sherry, I want to, uh, uh, I have a few questions lined up around, I'll say, talent, you know, and um, in terms of, especially with public sector, um, how, what are the challenges of not just, um, uh, I guess, attracting talent, but also retaining cybersecurity talent, um, you know, compared to maybe losing it to often, you know, higher paid private sector. I'm, I'm wondering sort of um, your approach or beliefs in, in that. Yeah, like, I mean, I think that that's really interesting because, I mean, we're we're definitely, uh, you know, uh, moving into more digital innovation when it comes to the public sector. And, you know, having trained experts or people that are actually in our workforce that we're able to leverage is, is so vital. And, uh, you know, like you said, uh, the public sector doesn't pay as much as the private sector when it comes to certain, uh, you know, like type work in cybersecurity. Uh, but I think that the public sector also offers a lot of benefits, though, that maybe are not available to folks out there in the private sector, which is, you know, pensions, uh, you know, paid time off, uh, sick leave opportunities to have that work-life balance that, uh, you know, often doesn't come with a high-paying mm -hmm. private sector position. And, uh, and I think that that is one thing that actually is driving some of the initiatives for us in terms of, you know, the people applying to our, you know, processes. And, 
we don't have any shortage of applications for sure. And I mean, I think that we all know that there is shortages of, I guess, trying to get talent in the door. And we talk about that a lot. I know that there's a lot of people out there looking for uh, meaningful work or they want changes or some people are have struggling to even find a job in cybersecurity. So I think that, you know, from the private, probably the private sector to the public sector to everywhere in between, we still have a lot of work to do in terms of, you know, making those connections and ensuring that everybody has meaningful work because we all have, you know, opportunities, you know, uh, everywhere in, private, in the public and private sector. And for us, I mean, one of the challenges that we have definitely is the language requirements. So, you know, we, we have two different things, I think, that are a little bit, uh, you know, different in the private sector. And that is, is that we do have a security clearance requirement for most opportunities. I mean, you have to come in with at least, you know, be able to get reliability. And then for anything that's IT and cybersecurity related, we do ask for a higher clearance. So, you know, there's a process to go through. And sometimes that's pretty lengthy as well. So it could take many months before you know, you, you sort of like, you know, um, get your feet on the ground and, and, and off to the races working. So, you know, sometimes that's a little bit problematic because not everybody has the patience to want to wait, you know, forever to, to try to get into the, into public sector. And then we also have a challenge with language because there is a requirement for us to have, you know, um, a, a certain ratio of bilingualism. And, and that is to be able to serve our clients across Canada uh, and for everybody to have equal opportunity to speak to the language that they uh, feel most comfortable in. And so, you know, that's that's a driver. The other thing is, is you know, we're really having a lot of employment equity, uh, you know, diversity, hiring, and we want to have those opportunities to make sure that persons with disabilities, minorities, and women uh, also have equal opportunity in the tech sector space in the public service. So there's a lot of campaigns that we're doing right now that are trying to promote that, but we still don't have the ratios of, of applications as compared to, you know, uh, the, the typical demographic in IT, <laughs> which I won't say what that is because I think you both know. <laughs> uh, we're, uh, I have another question uh, going deeper down on that diversity path. Uh, we're gonna take a brief uh, commercial pause here. We'll come right back with uh, Sherry Rumbold. Every day, organizations face the threat of cyber attacks that target privileged accounts. In fact, a staggering 74% of data breaches start with compromised privileged accounts and credentials. Is your organization prepared to defend against these attacks? What if an attacker obtains access to one of your privileged accounts? What if a new admin mistakenly changes the configuration of a server, exposing sensitive information? How do you prove to auditors that all privileged activity in your organization is legitimate and under control? Netrix Privilege Secure is the answer. This complete solution empowers you to slash the risks associated with privileged accounts. You can gain insight into your attack surface by identifying all always-on privileged accounts across your organization, including local admins, service accounts, and scheduled tasks. Replace risky always-on privileges with just-in-time temporary accounts that have just enough access for the task at hand and that are automatically deleted afterward. Prevent breaches and ensure accountability by closely monitoring all privileged activity for suspicious behavior. Prove compliance with strict regulatory requirements with a tamper-proof audit trail of every session. Enforce least privilege by empowering data owners to regularly review access rights to their content and remove any excessive privileges. 
Don't delay. Visit netrix.com slash PAM today to lock down your privileged accounts before they're compromised. All data is not created equal. You require a depth and breadth of information on technology assets that increases your credibility, maximizes your effectiveness, and differentiates your service offering. You need to know what's there. Since 2004, Landsweeper has been the world's leading platform for IT, OT, and IoT discovery and inventory. By leveraging multiple proprietary scanning engines, from credential-free device recognition to agent-based discovery and everything in between, Landsweeper allows you to find both known and unknown assets connecting to your customer's network. The data available in Landsweeper's platform allows you to respond to a wide variety of use cases and is completely extensible through data export, our open API, or an OEM model that allows you to leverage our scanning capabilities within your own proprietary solution. When you partner with Landsweeper, the potential is endless. And we're back. Uh, Sherry, just before the break, you know, we, you were talking about uh, diversity in the cybersecurity ranks. Um, I'm wondering if you could paint a, a picture in terms of um, where we are, and this is by we, I mean the collective cybersecurity industry, in terms of being a more equitable area of employment where it's not just white guys who've been in IT who get cybersecurity opportunities. Uh, in terms of you know growing beyond people who are in the IT ranks, um, uh, greater uh, um, diversity with um, female hire uh, uh, female hirings and people with other d different levels of experience, people who maybe have nothing to do with IT. I'm wondering again, in recognizing that we're in regards to taking baby steps here, but where are we now in terms of maybe where you know 10 years ago compared to where we are now, and what work needs to be done to keep moving us forward in terms of true um, uh, equality and equity. Oh, I, I think that, the, you know, of course, we're in a much better space because, I mean, I've been in this industry for 20 plus years and uh, and I've seen like a, I think in the last few years, I've seen, a, you know, a more substantial growth in towards of promoting, uh, you know, minorities, women and and employment equity groups into positions. I mean, even at SSC, I'll plug SSC that. We've even had specific processes and hiring processes in which we're only targeting employment equity groups. And I think that that's a really important sort of scenario because, you know, I think that everybody has to do their part to sort of like, you know, ensure that we're not marginalizing and we're not, you know, promoting any type of bias anymore. And, and I mean, I always say, you know, the best person for the job, but I think it's also really important that we, you know, when we think about employment equity groups, and I think now we're at the 25, 26 percentile, uh, which is significantly better than, you know, I, I would say 10 years ago. Um, but, you know, like there's different thought processes, right? So, I mean, you know, we have, when we have different, uh, demographics we have different ways of thinking we have different ideas we bring different things to the table so I think that uh, you know I'm happy to see uh, you know more women in the C-level ranks uh, I'm happy to see that there's a you know a voice uh, that that's being heard and and people are listening to to us probably rant on a little tiny bit about some of these issues and and I'm also seeing that there's like dedication not only in the private sector but also in the public sector to to ensure that we're actually meeting some of those demographics. And, uh, you know, five years ago, we started this conference, Women in Cybersecurity, that we do in Toronto every year. And and the reason why we did that conference is because oftentimes we weren't the ones getting invited to speak. 
Um, you know, we weren't the ones, even though there's like some pretty smart people out there, we weren't necessarily the ones on the stage that were having an opportunity to sort of shine. Um, so, you know, we, we did that conference and CyberX is the marketing firm that's, that's uh, working on that. And, and I think it's really showcasing and highlighting women. And, you know, we also did the same thing with top 20 women in cybersecurity uh, to sort of highlight some really fantastic women. And I know, Dom, you know some of them, uh, some really amazing uh, ladies from across Canada that are really making a difference and, and showcasing those talents and, and making sure that we're, we're sort of putting people on the map is so important and so vital because it helps them with career progression as well. And it also helps, you know, younger groups in university college starting out in cybersecurity to know that there are people out there that are different uh, that are successful as well, and they're really making it. So, you know, for us through our mentorship programs and everything, I think it's really positive to to see some of these uh, sort of situations and then to also be showcasing that. So, you know, I do a lot of work as well for veterans that are leaving the, the Canadian Armed Forces after a very dedicated, successful career. But, you know, they're young, they still want to work, they still have other, you know, opportunities. Perhaps they have a disability as a result of something that had occurred uh, while they were in service. But, I mean, they still want to give back and they still want to do something. So, you know, considering all of these sort of demographics and making sure that they have a place as well. And uh, and I think it's really important that we we continue to look at different avenues in which we can contribute and everybody collectively do so. Sherry, you, you just always been such a great voice of kindness and empowerment. That was just an, an amazing, amazing answer. Uh that uh, brings us to our final question of the day. <laughs> um, talking about, if you could give a little bit of a teaser of what you'll be talking about at the upcoming Vancouver International Privacy and Security Summit, otherwise known as VIPS, uh, tell us a little bit about what you'll be talking about and also why you enjoy coming to VIPS year after year. And it's a quick a side story too, is I, I'm sure I met you for the very first time like 17 years ago. I went to my first conference and that was my first one. And I think that was back when I was in Victoria. That was before I had gray hair. So I think it's been 17 or 18 years I've known you, Sherry, but I was wondering if you could uh, answer both of those questions. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a wonderful conference. I mean, it's a conference that, like, you know, Dom, like you said, that we've all been going to for a very long time, and, and uh, it's, it's promoting a lot of talent in the West, uh, and it's also, you know, bringing in, like, global world-class speakers that are very beneficial to, you know, those of us out here in the West that are, like, looking to still, you know, understand, learn, train upskill and they have lots of great workshops that they put on as well in in conjunction with the government of bc uh, where i used to work before and, and and i think that there's some really fantastic initiatives that vips does and of course the uh, the the team are amazing as well so it's always nice to work with uh with everybody there and uh i think that uh, for us you know we have a ropser panel artie gerta you know i know you know artie and uh, Artie's going to lead us into a little conversation about, you know, basically weathering the defensive storm uh, in cybersecurity. And I've personally solicited, you know, some amazing women from across the country. Uh, Vanessa Andre, she owns, she's a legal uh, cybersecurity expert. She owns her own firm. Uh, she's going to come out to Vancouver for the first time. Uh, we have Octavia Howell, who is the CISO for Equifax, and uh, and we also have Melanie Anderson, who is a Director General at CCCS, the Center for Cybersecurity, 
Um, all these women are top 20 women in Canada as well for cybersecurity. So, you know, it's showcasing not only, you know, these wonderful, powerful women and the work that they're doing, but it's also saying, hey, you know what, we can talk tech just like everybody else. And, uh, and having that opportunity to sort of have a little bit of a stage and to, and to gather and to network. And, and VIPS has always been really good for that, uh, giving us an opportunity to see faces that we haven't seen for several years and everything. Um, so it's always a pleasure to go there. And it's always a pleasure to be able to speak there as well. And uh, quite an honor to have all of these East, 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 East Coast folks that are coming from uh, Ontario and beyond uh, to Vancouver. So we get to show them around, show them the beautiful land that we live in and, uh, and chat cybersecurity. So um, we're going to have some fun doing so. Uh, that's, uh, we're looking forward to it, Sherry. It sounds like an amazing all-star panel. Uh, thank you for an all-star performance today and for joining us on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast. Can't wait to see you in March uh, in Vancouver, my friend. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Sherry. And Christian and I will be right back to wrap up today's episode. Join us at the 26th Annual Vancouver International Privacy and Security Summit. Embark on a transformative intellectual journey on guarding privacy, fortifying security, and navigating the AI frontier, where visionaries, experts, and innovators convene to dissect the intricate intersection of cutting-edge artificial intelligence and the critical imperatives of preserving privacy and enhancing security. Through riveting keynote sessions, interactive workshops, and collaborative panels, this event promises to unravel the complexities, challenges, and opportunities that define our digital age. It's a special promo code, CyberSC15. That was a real fun episode with uh, uh, with Sherry. Really enjoyed every minute of that. Um, what did you uh, appreciate from that episode? I, I like how you asked that. There were a couple of things I appreciated, Dom. Uh, one was the insight that she gave, uh, Sherry gave into the public sector, what it means to get into security uh, in the, in a public sector capacity. Uh, the second thing is the work that she's doing with veterans. Uh, that, that really stood out to me. I appreciated that a lot. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, it was just really interesting to hear the viewpoints of someone who was dedicated her, herself to public service her entire professional career and um, someone who's seen cybersecurity in the public sector um, arena there for you know 25 plus years. So uh, she shared, shared a lot of great insights. Really looking forward to the all-star uh, panel that she'll be part of at the upcoming um, Vancouver International Privacy and Security Summit, uh, otherwise uh, referred to as VIPS. Um, it's going to be a, a fantastic panel. So uh, very much uh, grateful to Sherry for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, and if you are uh, interested and want to see uh, Sherry in person um, at the uh, upcoming VIPS uh, uh, Summit, uh, do check out um, online registration at the VIPS website. And if you use the promo code CyberSC15, um, you will get a discount of all 10%. One word. All one word. Yep. All lowercase, I believe. <laughs> uh, so do, do, do check that out and see Sherry and those other uh, fantastic female all-stars on the panel as well as other amazing speakers. So. If you do want to check out previous episodes, do check out the Cybersecurity Matters uh, YouTube page and or you can listen to old or classic episodes on your preferred podcasting platform. Until next time, be well, be safe, and we'll see you again in the future on the Cybersecurity Matters podcast.